time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday, November 2nd, 2020. Hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and a really good Halloween, which was Saturday. Uh, Saturday evening was a lot of fun for us here at our home. We had a pretty good gathering for a party, yes, and we did not need the permission of the governor to do so. We actually had some trick-or-treaters. That was pretty cool. Uh, So a pretty good weekend most of it, I'll say some good things after a long week. I kind of touched on this on Friday, just going into the weekend was pretty excited to have the work week done and just have a, have a good time on Saturday with uh, some friends uh, at the Halloween uh, dressing up and putting out uh, decorations and candy and just all kinds of good stuff. Definitely some overindulgence, if you will, <laughs> in uh, in uh, candy and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to try to get away from that for a while to, uh, I think it's in the best interest <laughs> of myself and everyone out there. But anyway, uh, happy Halloween again to everyone. Hope everyone had a great time uh, with uh, their loved ones this weekend. Uh, we saw a few trick-or-treaters, which was quite welcoming. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed seeing, I made sure that the kids had a ton of candy, uh, who were out there trick or treating because there were so, there were only a few. And, uh, I just, I applauded them really for, for taking the kids out to do some trick or treating rather than, uh, not do so as they were instructed, uh, with some of these, these, uh, health rules and such. So anyway, I won't get too much into that, but happy Halloween again. Hopefully it was really good for everybody. Uh, we had a great time. Um, we went from that. And then on Sunday, Sunday morning, I thought, okay, had a great party last night. Uh, let's watch the Rams play the dolphins on Sunday morning. And you know what? Pretty tough morning. I got to say the Los Angeles Rams did not show up in Miami. And, uh, that was quite a, quite a beat down. Uh, they tried to come back a little bit, but, uh, that, that was kind of a bummer on Sunday. Uh, but as far as Sunday went, I just kind of, uh, did a few things around the house. And then Valerie and I, we kind of celebrated uh, not having to uh, do any more party planning. Uh, we went out to dinner Saturday or Sunday night at one of our favorite restaurants down in Orange County, Captain Jack's, just incredible seafood uh, in Sunset Beach, a little pricey, but a fancier type of place. We don't get out that often. So we made sure that we got out and had a good time. It was actually weird in Orange County. You can Imagine this, eat indoors, eat a rest, eat at a restaurant indoors. I mean, I-, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was like, it was the year 2019 crazy stuff, just absolutely crazy. So, uh, we celebrated, uh, just, you know, being done with the party. Cause she put a lot of work into it. She made it a bunch of food on Saturday night. And we had, a, again, I, I guess I mentioned a bunch of people over. And so we went and had a really nice meal on Sunday evening, just to kind of wrap up our Halloween uh, celebration and, and celebrate pulling off another another fun party. Uh, I did see some pretty cool costumes over the weekend. I, I must say, um, Bill Barnes, for those of you who follow this program, our regular Wednesday guest, uh, he came as uh, the dude from uh, The Big Lebowski. I mean, he, he had the wig and the bathrobe and just, he he, he, done it, he did it two years in a row now, but he, he was pretty funny. He, 
<laughs> it that that uh, outfit suits him quite well. Uh, I was a boxing referee. I've always wanted to be uh, a boxing referee. May you know, not so much in real life, but you know, maybe maybe down the road. Uh, but to wear the costume, and I was really pleased how it came out. And I, I got to be. Uh, I, I got a lot of details. I put like the bow tie. I, I got a few patches made one that said Eastvale boxing commission. And then I put out a little video. Like I was talking to fighters. That was a lot of fun, uh, just for me personally, uh, and kind of getting in the Halloween spirit because in general, I don't like, uh, dressing up and stuff like that. But, but I went all in, I went all in. And, and another way I went all in is I shaved my entire head, uh, the top of my head. I usually cut it pretty short anyway. And I said, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's go all the way. Let's get the razor out. Let's shave the entire dome and uh, see how it looks, see how it feels, just to kind of fit in with the boxing referee uh, look a little bit better. And, and I got to tell you, for, for for those of you who have not shaved your head before, it is a rather odd feeling. Let me tell you, not only seeing the shape of your head, but uh, touching certain patches are smoother than others. I have a bunch of moles on my head. You could connect the dots and have a treasure map. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's very odd. So I don't know what I'm going to do. And moving forward, I probably won't uh, continue shaving it all the way like that. But but it was definitely worth uh, the experience. Uh, Valerie actually likes it. She likes the bald head. So uh, that's good to know because quite honestly, I don't have many years left, guys. My uh, my my widow's peaks, if you will, they they are they're running. I got power alleys on my forehead there, and uh, I'm just I'm just honest. That's 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 who I am, and. Um, it is what it is. So, uh, that was kind of something extra I did for my costume and, uh, it, it was just fun. But, uh, the winner of the evening though, I, I, and I posted this picture on, on Facebook and everything. My good friend, Fred Monteblanco, um, you know, we like to go back and forth at each other. Uh, trolling is the term he uses. I don't know if that's a millennial thing or not. I try not to use millennial language, uh, but anyway, um, a few weeks back, uh, Fred was asking what I was doing and like I said, Hey, come hang out. And anyway, I, 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 uh, I said, yeah, dude, come on. What, what do I got to put out the red carpet for you? Like, come on, just, just swing by. So him and uh, a few other buddies were just like, Oh, well, you know, is this just, is, is this an official thing? So I, me being me, I put a Facebook invite out basically to them just to like, Hey, come hang out and watch football like or whatever. It wasn't like a, it was, it was like super detailed, but it was just like a kind of a dig at both of the, or Fred and the other guys to be like, uh, Hey, if you want an official invite, we can do this. Um, and the one thing I made sure that I did was that earlier in the week, I, I found something online that uh, resembled a red carpet. Uh, so that if my good friend Fred comes over, I can put out a red carpet for him just because of, you know, he's so famous and uh, he's an expert in, in a lot of different things, as I've mentioned. And, and again, it's all in good fun, but instead of the red carpet, I call it the Fred carpet. You know what I mean? So that's something silly I did. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm all, I'm always up for games and to, you know, dig, dig your, dig at your buddies, jab your buddies. But I got to tell you, Fred took the cake because his Halloween costume was pretty awesome. He he's, uh, him and a bunch of guys, I don't drink white claws like all the time, but I do drink them. It's like a, a change of pace. You know, the, the seltzer, you know, that's, they're very low calories and I'm always trying to watch calories and everything. So I have white claws every now and then I know it's not the most masculine drink ever, but Hey, you know, 
Some guys uh, like donuts. Some guys like uh, seltzers. I, I don't know. So it all, it's all relative, right? So uh, he's been giving me a hard time for being apparently Mr. White Claw guy. And I'm like, dude, I don't drink those that often. Anyway, Halloween night, Fred shows up and he has thrown together this costume. And, and again, for those of you who have seen it on social media, you know what I'm talking about because I posted it everywhere. Fred came as <laughs> like a terrorist. He, he had this thing over his head and then he had strapped empty white claw cans around his waist and it looked like he had some type of wiring set up and a, and a like he was a deton. I mean, it's all, it's all in good fun, guys. Don't take this too seriously. Uh, it, it was uh, like like basically a white claw terrorist, I guess, is what he was doing. So he walked in. Uh, I, I thought my costume was good. His was a lot better. And uh, he definitely was the Halloween champion. Uh, he won the prize that uh, Valerie passed out for the best costume of the night. So uh, kudos to Fred Monteblanco uh, on uh, on trumping uh, everyone's costume. Tr- can we still say that word? Can we still say Trump as like a verb? Uh, yeah, anyway, that's a whole other subject. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, congrats to Fred on, on that. Uh, and you know what? I look I look forward to round two. To round two, my friend. Uh, maybe not in uh, <laughs> in Halloween, but in some way or another, it's going to be a constant uh, process of of jabbing each other and giving each other a hard time. So again, lots of fun from, from the weekend and uh, just a really good time. And I can't believe we're in November now in a few weeks, it'll be Thanksgiving. And I know at work with FedEx and everything, we're going to be diving into our, our peak season and just working nonstop. So it's pretty wild that the holidays are, are off and running here. Uh, a few other things I wanted to discuss today. I'm going to kind of bounce around. If you guys haven't, haven't uh, noticed already, I'm just kind of, I didn't even really have much of a script. I wrote down some notes over the course of the weekend, just little uh, little sentences on my phone, things to talk about. So today might be a little different. There is no guest. It is just me again. And typically, I've been doing the, uh, the sports recap thing. Uh, so I will continue to do that. But there are some other topics that I think are, um, are worth mentioning today. Uh, first of all, over the weekend... Uh, one of the great actors uh, out there and who's been around a long time, Sean Connery, passed away at 90 years old. Um, quite legendary actor, Scottish, I believe, from uh, Scottish descent. And, um, you know, one of the first, if not the first, uh, James Bond, 007. Um, I know him and Roger Moore are, are the two guys I kind of think of when I think of James Bond. No disrespect to, to Daniel Craig or Pierce Brosnan, but Sean Connery, an outstanding movie career, was in so many good films. The Hunt for Red October, uh, one of my personal favorite movies, The Rock. I thought that one was pretty good. Um, and, and again, he's just been uh, First Night. Who could forget that? Uh, another great movie. Uh, so one of my favorite actors, I'll say, it's not like I keep a, a running tab or a list or anything, but in looking back at a lot of his movies that he's been in, I was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I did like a lot of his work and a lot of his characters. There weren't too many moments where, uh, I kind of didn't like, I rolled my eyes at his, his characters or anything. He always had kind of that, uh, you know, masculine, uh, role, which, you know, in these days, uh, is under attack a little bit. So rest in peace to Sean Connery, 90 years old. I mean, pretty, pretty good life. 
And, uh, you know, when I saw the news, I was like, oh man, that's so sad. You think of as as one thing I'm seeing as I grow older, that as I age a little bit and get into my thirties, I'm like, oh man, that person died. They couldn't have been that old thinking, you know, when I was a kid, everyone was in their forties or even their fifties. And and now those people are much older. And so I had no idea Sean Connery was, was 90. I mean, that's, that's quite an achievement in itself. And uh, I, I think uh, the acting world is going to miss him. Uh, he was not without his flaws. <laughs> That's I'll say that right there. He's uh, definitely had some issues. And uh, I won't get into that because uh, the man just passed away. But uh, Sean Connery, rest in peace. Uh, big fan of your movies. And uh, I, might, I might maybe this week turn on a movie of his or two just to kind of just kind of jump in and uh, pay my respects, if you will. But The Rock, John Mason, the uh, – a British uh, intelligence officer who escaped Alcatraz uh, fictitiously, of course. A great movie who helped uh, some Navy SEALs try to retake Alcatraz from from some Marines. A great, great film from 1990. I don't know, remember what it was, 96 maybe. Uh, pretty cool stuff. So rest in peace to Mr. Uh, Sean Connery. Uh, a few other things. Again, random thoughts, right? Totally random thoughts before I kind of get into NFL and talking about that. You know, election day is coming quick. It's tomorrow. It is Tuesday, November 3rd. Uh, I did not want to vote by mail. I don't like that idea. I think there's too many potential issues there. So I was a little worried about polling place and everything. So I started looking up kind of where to vote or or uh, my polling place. Well, one thing I found was that you could do early voting, early in-person voting. And maybe that's not new to you guys, but to me it was, it was, and I looked up and I was like, man, when are they available? And they were open all weekend. And so on Sunday, that's another thing I did is I went and I voted thinking, and I'm a new resident to a new County. So that whole process took some time, but I went and voted and I got to tell you, nobody in line, really. It was pretty easy. It was awesome. Just like your regular polling place, but no crowd, no time crunch. So that is something I could definitely uh, get behind. And and I don't know if it's a thing or not, but I like the idea of election day, one day where everyone gets out there and votes. But I also kind of like the idea of the, the couple days build up. So maybe like a, a, a early voting, I don't know, Friday through Tuesday or whatever the case is. Um, but I, but I do know that election day in itself is pretty special. And regardless of where your politics are or where you want uh, the way you vote on different, you know, uh, propositions and the presidency and everything. I still think you feel this, this inner energy of voting, of having a voice. And I know as I'm pushing, uh, you know, yes or no on these, on these, uh, propositions and choosing who I'm voting for, for the offices and everything, I always do feel the sense of, not necessarily empowerment because my vote isn't going to necessarily change everything, but I'm just always, I always feel this incredible, like, um, power responsibility. I, I feel this, I just feel so honored that we're able to do this. We're able to vote. Okay. Yes, we not we are not. What do they What do they call it? A direct, you know, democracy. We're a republic and everything. Okay, I won't get into all the details of of what exactly we are, but the fact that we can go to polls, that we can go vote 
on our leaders, on our laws and, and such, you know, within reason. I think that is just so incredibly, uh, it's just incredible. It's very powerful. I mean, every time you get a chance to do that, and some people choose not to. Some people are like, I'm not going to vote. What, what does it matter? But you know what? To know that, think of it like rooting for sports. We all have our teams, right? And on Sundays, we want our teams to win. My team, the Rams, looked terrible this week. And it was like, ah, oh, maybe next week. Well, in an election, and again, not, not just the candidates of the presidency, but the laws, like, it's almost like you're rooting for something for one day. You're rooting for a team. You're rooting for a group. You're rooting for a set group of laws to, to pass or propositions. Like it's very interesting. It's like going to a sporting event kind of in some way. So I I don't know. I, I don't exactly know what I'm saying or how, how to say it exactly, but uh, I think voting and our uh, ability to do so, to get out there and have a voice uh, and and the people speaking and all that. I mean, it, it doesn't happen everywhere else. Sure, there's plenty of places that have elections and and voting and everything, but I think so many people have sacrificed so much that uh, we have these opportunities that we 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 have the responsibility to to vote. I think it's incredible, and and a lot of people don't vote. There's always a push. Oh, get out there and vote. Get out there and vote. Uh, you also have a right not to, but when you're in that room, for me, I always feel like wow. I know I'm not like in the nation's capital or anything, but being in that room and and clicking a few boxes and handing in your ballot, it, it does feel pretty cool. It, it's it's pretty awesome. I remember the first time I did it when I, uh, you know, after high school and everything, I was like, man, uh, this is pretty neat, <laughs> pretty neat. So I'm not a I voted sticker guy. I don't know if you guys are. They give you that thing. To me, that is like the original version of uh what's the uh what's the term i i hate uh virtue signaling i mean <laughs> i can't believe we still do that we have sticker hey i voted i voted well congratulations you voted way to go way to go i hope you wear that sticker all week uh but anyway uh it's pretty powerful stuff and that's all i want to say about that um i wish everyone well in their travels and getting out to vote if you haven't sent in your uh, your uh, mail-in ballots and this and that. Um, hopefully, everything is peaceful on Tuesday, at least during the day. I have a feeling, regardless of what happens, uh, one way or another, there could be some, um, how should we say this delicately, there could be some, some interesting um, explosions and things on the weekend, I, or, or not the weekend, I'm sorry, uh, after the election, maybe after some of the results. I think some people, here's what's sad. I think some people are in such a, uh, this deep desire to riot and burn things and loot things that, that, I mean, we saw it the other day with the uh, Dodger fans, which made me sick, just like they did with the Laker fans, burning and looting and rioting. It's like to celebrate. Some people learn and riot, loot and riot and do all these things when they're celebrating. And some of them also do it when it's like to throw a tantrum. Some people just want to do these things. So unfortunately, we're going to probably see some pretty bad stuff on Tuesday after the election, maybe into Wednesday, maybe for weeks to come. I pray for everyone's safety out there, and I really hope that uh, cooler heads prevail, but I just, I, I doubt it'll happen with seeing so many of the things we've seen in 2020. Um, I, 
I do want to say it was pretty cool to see so many rallies, we'll say, uh, over the weekend. I did see quite a bit of those, uh, most, mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. Uh, I'll let you guys get, guess kind of which ones or who, who was kind of disturbing the peace. Uh, it, it tends to continue to be the same uh, group of people that uh, are against a certain candidate. Um, who happens to be the president, the sitting president. So uh, I just find it interesting that there is a lack of uh, calling out uh, of, of certain groups of certain peaceful rioters, as I like to call them. Uh, <laughs> I've said it uh, in some arguments and I've said it uh, with people and, and online and everything. You know, find me uh, one of those people, one of those people who is uh, disturbing the peace and, uh, looting and burning things and rioting. Um, find me one person, one of those guys who is, uh, voting for the current president. I, I don't know that you will. That's not to say there's not people on, you know, both sides of things who are destructive at times, but I think the overwhelming majority of the horrible things we've seen have been with people who are against our current president. So that speaks volumes to me because a lot of people, I would say most people, that are having rallies for the president, for President Trump, uh, you don't see the violence and the destruction. You don't. Maybe someone they'll find a video. They'll, someone will find a clip. Oh, look at look what this guy did. Okay, but the overwhelming majority of the violence has come from one side, and I really think that is something that people look at and they're like, "Wait a minute, I may have certain beliefs on certain issues, but I don't believe in that." That was kind of the discussion I talked with Bill about last week about kind of uh who's lost who's lost voters or gained voters as far as joe biden and uh, donald trump goes I, I i i can probably give my guesses but we won't know we won't know here for a couple days and probably longer than that so the election is tuesday i'll also say this about tuesday tuesday night the plan and again you guys know how much my plans constantly change the plan is to get off work around 9 p.m. and to head over to Bill Barnes's house and to stay up and do our podcast, he and I, just kind of watching some of the election results. I doubt there will be a winner declared, obviously, with some of these uh, different issues and voting we're seeing this year. But the plan is for Bill and I to kind of give a rundown as to what has happened during the day, which maybe states have been called, how close is this race. Uh, there'll be a lot of West Coast voting that is being counted and everything with the states out here and everything. So we're just going to kind of do that. I know if you guys listen to it on Wednesday, which is when I will post it, or I'll, I'll post it probably right as soon as we're done um, into the early morning hours of uh, Wednesday. Um you know, you may prefer to watch CNN or Fox News or, you know, your local affiliates or whatever. Uh, so for us, again, it's just something that maybe we can look back on that we were doing a podcast on election night. So that's the plan. That's the plan for now. But again, you guys know how uh, wanted Bill Barnes is for his services. So that could always change. But stay tuned for that. We're not we probably won't do any video or anything, but if you do follow us on social media, I think Bill and I will do maybe a couple of like one or two minute videos about what we're seeing 
So maybe while we're doing our podcast, we can put out a video on Facebook Live or just post a Facebook video or an Instagram video or Twitter. Um, hey, Bill, what do you think's going on here? I mean, we're going to play around with a few things on Tuesday night. It's going to be late. And uh, just stay tuned for that. I know that a lot of people will be up just because of the interest in an election. Uh, everyone's got work the next day, but, or, well, you know what? We're in a lockdown still, so maybe not everyone's working the next day, but a lot of people will be up. Um, so stay tuned. Uh, we will have some some footage to put out uh, with Bill Barnes on uh, on uh, for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in for his episode, but it might get out. Uh, we're going to do some stuff Tuesday night, so just keep your eyes peeled, and uh, it should be your eyes and ears peeled, I should say. Uh, that is the plan for Bill Barnes on Wednesday, or excuse me, Tuesday night, as far as our election coverage goes. Uh, whether you, you you like us or not, and some of our opinions, I, I think it, it's a pretty historical moment, as are most elections in our history. So um, it should be a lot of fun. I saw Bill over the weekend, but in all seriousness, we're going to put something together late Tuesday night and into Wednesday morning. Um you know, with this whole election thing. So stay tuned for that. Can't wait to do that. Uh, today, you know, I talk about sports on Mondays, right? But I think with everything going on and the election being on Tuesday, there are some things I wanted to get out there. And that is one of them. I mean, I don't want to dance around the fact that there's an election because we all know that there is one and, uh, and it's coming and uh, ready or not, it's here. I can't believe it's here. I remember a year ago, everyone's like, oh yeah, 300 and something days. And here we are uh, two days away or one day away, actually. So uh, anyway, that's the plan with Bill Barnes. I hope you guys are ready for it. And I hope you will join us on Wednesday or Tuesday night. Keep your uh, your uh, computers open, keep your phones ready, and uh, keep an eye on all of the Get Home Safe podcast social media platforms because we're going to put out a few videos. Uh, there'll probably be some shock and awe going on for sure. So I am going to take a breath here, take a quick break, and then I will come back with a few more topics as well as diving into NFL action uh, analysis from all of the games from Sunday. Okay, a couple more topics here. Uh, first of all, this is something Valerie and I discussed on Saturday. And I want to ask you guys, I know you guys can't call in right now or anything, but if, think about this, guys. When is it acceptable? When is an acceptable time in the morning to do some type of construction to work on your house, specifically the weekend? Most people sleep in on the weekends, right? You would say, you would say, you'd think, Sleep in a little later maybe than their work week does. I'm just thinking out loud here, but I mean, it was like 7.30-ish on Saturday and some guy next door or some in, somewhere in their neighborhood was doing this construction and hammering away and making all kinds of noise. And it's like, th there's no thought that goes through people's heads anymore. Like, hey, this might make some noise. People might be sleeping. Like, I, I feel like we've lost this as like courtesy. For me, I know this might be a little extreme. I don't think any you should do any construction or work that's going to be making a loud noise uh, until 10 a.m. Because it's not just uh, it's not people who sleep in. I am always uh, conscien conscientious of people that work at night or work graveyard. Okay, you can't just make a bunch of noise in the neighborhood just just whenever you want. 
but apparently some people don't think about these things. And I mean, do you guys have neighbors like this or people in your cul-de-sac or anything? They just, oh, they don't care. Yeah, they got they got the jackhammer out there at uh, you know eight a.m. People are trying to sleep. I mean, most of the time during the week, I'm up way before that. But on the weekends, you know, we we were up kind of late, and I I don't know. I, I don't think it's acceptable <laughs> to be doing construction or yard work or things of that nature. I mean, the gardeners and the trash trucks they roll around sometimes a little early, but not much to be to be done about that. They're not running. They're not coming by at like five a.m. when most people are asleep. But neighbors, come on, people. Let's 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 be a little bit more uh, of of a team player, if you will. People have kids and stuff too that sleep later, and oh, maybe there's no good time to do construction around your house. I, I don't know when you're building a, a fort or whatever people do. That drove me crazy on Saturday, and and I asked Val that I go, when is an acceptable time? I got to talk about this on the podcast. I might bring it up with Bill. I think we, we got to get into that. Uh, another thing just regarding the election, I did see a few things. There are some cities that are preparing. They're boarding up their businesses and stuff uh, for, for the election results, whichever way they go. I think that's pretty sad. I, it's, I, I don't, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't fault the businesses, the people for doing it. But I think it's really sad that we're in a time where that is necessary. I mean, it, you're supposed to, you should be celebrating you know, our democracy, our republic, the ability to vote, and then to know that some people will either celebrate by rioting or throw a tantrum by rioting. It's pretty sad. I already talked on that, but uh, just pretty sad stuff, I think. I wish <laughs> I wish there were so many things that were different, but, but unfortunately, we have to do what we got to do. We, we have to live in the world that we're in. There's no other choice, really. Uh, so it, that, that, that being said, uh, please, I hope everyone stays safe out there, get home safe, uh, whether you are on your way to vote or, or getting back from voting on Tuesday. Uh, let's get into some NFL. Let's talk about some, some of the games that occurred on Sunday. I will say I did not watch much of the afternoon slate of games because, uh, Valerie and I kind of prepared and, and headed out for our early dinner down in uh, Sunset Beach, but I did watch the morning games on Sunday, and I will say probably the best game of the day was the pay, excuse me, the Steelers and the Ravens game. That is always a fist fight. That division, those two teams, the two Baltimore and Pittsburgh, the two cities, I mean, it's just always got this toughness to it. And the undefeated Steelers, I got to tell you, they uh, they looked good. They play good defense. We've talked about that. And, and the Ravens, you know, they're pretty exciting and they play decent defense themselves. But Pittsburgh was just a little bit better than them. And uh, Pittsburgh improved to 7-0 and with a 28-24 victory over the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the thing that jumps out to me, again, I'm, I'm going to talk about Lamar Jackson, right? Uh, I have every time I discuss the Ravens. You look at the two teams. You you look at the two teams' quarterbacks. Um Lamar Jackson, he he threw for only 208 yards, a couple touchdowns in there. Um, he only completes about – he didn't even complete half of his passes, 13 to 28. And, you know, a few touchdowns, as I mentioned, but two interceptions. And that just can't happen. You cannot turn the ball over. Uh, Big Ben, the veteran, right, he uh, was a little bit better completion-wise, 21 to 32. But he only threw for 182 yards, also two touchdowns. But you know what? He didn't turn the ball over. So that's the difference there. Uh, I will say, you know, (laughs) 
both guys in this in this league that we're in now, where it's uh, up tempo and and a lot of points and a lot of passing yards usually, for both guys throwing around two hundred yards. I mean, when you play good defenses, that, that's kind of what you see. Is that the quarterback play is uh, it goes down a little bit, whether it be pressure or whatever. Uh, but as far as Lamar Jackson, you know, Lamar took some pretty tough hits running the ball. I know he ran into a teammate, uh, but that was a pretty violent collision. And they love running the option with him and doing this and that. Uh, th- they are definitely committed to him running the ball. And I keep telling you, I just don't think it's a good policy. Um, we're going to see what be, hey, it, but it, but it's going to win them some games as well. Uh, the Ravens have two losses, but those two losses are to the Steelers and to the Chiefs. The, probably the two best teams in the AFC, maybe outside of Pitts or uh, Tennessee. Uh, but just an incredible uh, game on Sunday between those two. I think the next time they play is Thanksgiving night. So be, I'll definitely look forward to that, play each other in a few short weeks here. Uh, good football game, back and forth, uh, just uh, very competitive and you know, very two very good teams, very well coached. That that game that that is probably one of the best rivalries in the NFL, and it has been for years. Uh, I talked about my Rams briefly, but but I'll go into it now. You want to talk about turnovers? The LA Rams were a turnover machine against their game against uh, the Miami Dolphins. The game could have not started better for the Rams. The second play of the game, Aaron Donald with a strip sack of Tua Ta- Tango Mailoa. Uh, the Rams were in the end zone a couple plays later. It looked like, okay, Rams came to play. They're going to, they're going to dominate Tua is going to have a rough day. Well, the Rams, they moved the ball. Okay. They ran a lot of plays, but they made some absolutely horrible turnovers. Um, two, two very bad interceptions from Jared Goff. And there probably could have been a couple more, uh, to his credit or to not kind of bash on him. He was under pressure all day. The Miami defense, they were getting to the quarterback very well. And as as upset as I was that they were taking it to the Rams, I really think the Miami defense, uh, led by Brian Flores, uh, the head coach, I think they have some real potential to be special. I think uh, they can play man-to-man defense, meaning they can bring some people up front. They're, they're getting... They were dropping guys into coverage. They were bringing guys off the edge. I mean, it was a really good uh, defensive game plan from Ryan Flores. And they look really good. They got some people at uh, all 11 positions on the defensive side of the ball that can really, really play some football. So I think that division, uh, Miami, Buffalo, that could be a, a crash course, uh, a crash course, a um what what would you see, what would you see what would be the term uh, head on collision I mean it's it's coming those two teams are going to fight it out for that division I think uh, if Tua Tua didn't have, that's a funny thing Tua didn't have to do much at all he really didn't have a great game by any means the Rams turned the ball over a ton of times uh, one was a fumble reto- recovery for a touchdown then they had a punt return for a touchdown uh, another uh, turnover too was right you know the Miami offense didn't have to go very far after the turnover so. Uh, the special teams and and specifically the the Miami defense really won that game for them, and just really took it to the Rams, who go into their bye week at five and three. Pretty disappointing, uh, really, to have that record when I think at a minimum should have been a six and two. But uh, hopefully for my Rams in the second half of the season with their final eight games, they can uh, piece it together. 
They don't have to travel as much, which uh, to me isn't as big of a deal. Some people make a way bigger deal about that than it is, you know, flying uh, charter planes across the country and everything. But uh, five of their final eight games are at home, so that's good, and mostly against uh, divisional opponents. Uh, not an easy schedule, but you know what? Honestly, no one in the NFL has an easy schedule. No one. Even the teams that do have an easy, easier schedule, you're still playing NFL teams, and uh, – you know, you, you got to get through them uh, one way or another. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do it better than other people. Uh, so speaking of the Bills, they had a pretty good football game against the New England Patriots. There was a little bit of like uh, sleet or some light snow maybe there in, in Buffalo. Uh, the Patriots were driving, man. They were driving to potentially tie the game uh, against the Bills late. And Mr. Cam Newton, Mr. Runs the ball a lot. Cam Newton, he's really big. He'll, he can take all the hits. He can do it all. Uh, fumbled at about the 15 yard line going in with about a minute and a half left, give or take. And, uh, I, I can't say I feel sorry for cam or the new England Patriots for that matter for putting all of their stuff. Well, I know he signed to like a, a minimum or whatever, but to put all their stock into him as their quarterback, uh, just, just, uh, not, not a good situation. And, um, I, I think this will, at this point, this will definitely be a one year, situation in for cam newton because new england is not going to tolerate this they have much higher standards than this they're going to go draft somebody uh bring in a free agent they are going to do something but i i can honestly sit here and, and uh say this with great confidence that the cam newton experiment in new england uh i i think has run its course it's time to move on they'll probably stick with him most of the rest of the year but uh with only half the season remaining I think it's time for them to move on and, and find their next uh, starting quarterback in Boston. Uh, a few other games. The big shocker of the day, probably the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Tennessee Titans 31-20. to I've told you guys for a few weeks now about Joe Burrow and how I've seen uh, great things from him. I, I think, uh, again, they're not going to win a bunch of games, but he continues to play really well. Again, a, a day with no interceptions, which anytime a rookie quarterback doesn't throw interceptions – that really says something. I mean, you're going to give yourself an opportunity to win, I think. And and Burrow only threw for about 250, so 249, um, but didn't turn the ball over against a pretty good Tennessee defense. So th- that speaks volumes there. Uh, Cincinnati, they, they rushed for over 100 yards. Again, against that Cincinnati or against that Tennessee defense uh, really says something. Um, Tennessee, though, Tennessee ran the heck out of the ball. They ran for 218 yards. Um, and, and they threw it okay as well. So it was kind of one of those weird games. You're like, man, how are the Bengals doing this? How are they winning this game? But, uh, that's life in the NFL. That's how it goes. Uh, so the Bengals getting their second wing and, and the Titans, you know, dropping another game here. I think they're still one of the best teams in the league, but, uh, they gotta, they gotta figure a few things out, uh, to the other Ohio team, the Cleveland Browns, they got in the end zone. It's the same amount of times I did. On Sunday, zero. The Browns could only put together a couple of field goals against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, still feels weird to say that, but uh, Derek Carr, nothing too special, really. Again, there was some bad weather there as well, so some of the stats and things were, yeah, whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, the Raiders did just enough. They ran the ball for 208 yards. That, that says a lot. Uh, Cleveland had a pretty good rushing attack too, but only 101 yards. So, um, Baker Mayfield had a, uh, rough day. We'll say no interceptions, no sacks. 
but again, it was just kind of a sloppy game with two teams that honestly, if I had to be honest, I think this, the Browns and the Raiders, very similar teams, very similar talent level. Um, 16 to six was the final there, kind of a weird scoring game, but uh, yeah, congrats to the Raiders. They seem to be moving in the right direction. And uh, the Browns, the Browns dropped to five and three, I believe. And uh, you know, uh, there's a lot more to be said for them, what, what they're going to do in, in moving forward here. So, uh, interesting division when they got to play again, the Bengals or well, they're done playing the Bengals. That's the only time they really win uh, is playing the Bengals, but, uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore still on the schedule, uh, should be tough for the Browns moving forward. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, they're kind of on track. They kind of got a little rhythm here. They beat the Detroit lions 41, 21 Phillip rivers is starting to play a little bit better. Uh, if he doesn't turn the ball over again, no interceptions. Uh, they're, they're going to be okay. They, they got a good coach in Frank Reich and, uh, Detroit is, you know, they're, they're not anything special or anything, but they're always going to compete. They got, they play in a tough division and they're always, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're below average of course, but they're in the, they're, they're going to compete and they're going to play some, some tough games there in the NFC North. Uh, I talked about shockers earlier, but another big shocker, although this is kind of a rivalry game, so anything can happen. The Minnesota Vikings, the previously one win Minnesota Vikings, beat the Green Bay Packers 28-22 to improve to 2-5, and and the Packers dropped to 5-2. and Uh, You know, there's a lot of hype around the Packers earlier in the year, and they are a good football team. Uh, But again, they're going to play teams like Minnesota, who's just kind of scrapping along Uh, Detroit. You know, they're always going to play them tough. The Bears, that is a that's an interesting division in the sense that everyone is uh, is just kind of scrappy. Everyone. I mean, even the good team, the Bears, they dropped a game to the Saints on Sunday, 26, 23, but in in overtime. But but again, the Bears are are constantly in games. They're constantly battling. I look at the Lions. Sometimes they get kicked around, but other times they're right in games. And and the Vikings, despite their rough start, they've been able to win a couple games now. And uh, for them to beat the Packers really says a lot about kind of the parity of the NFL and specifically uh, the NFC in that division. So some, some crazy things ahead. Uh, a couple other games we'll skim over here. The Chiefs and the Jets, they shouldn't have even played this game really. 35-9, the, the Chiefs uh, win again and improve to 7-1. and one. The poor Jets go to 0-8. Uh, they they, they got to throw up the throw in the white towel here very soon. Uh, sad thing to see the uh, the Jets struggling so much. Uh, the uh, big game, again, the Broncos, the huge comeback over the San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers in Denver. The Broncos rallied. They scored on the final play of the game to win 31-30. to 30. Uh, I was kind of scrolling and looking at scores, and, and I thought the Chargers had this one in the bag because I saw – I saw the score and that the Chargers were were winning uh, significantly, and and the Broncos with uh, twenty one on twenty one well I would say unanswered but twenty one points in the fourth quarter from the Broncos to come back and and win the football game. Uh, I believe at one point it was uh, twenty. Let's see here, twenty four to ten, or is it thirty to ten? Uh, anyway, the Broncos in the fourth quarter with the big rally and score in the final play of the game. And the poor Chargers, I mean, they they did what the Chargers do and just find a way to lose, really, in some really weird fashion. 
So that was a pretty crazy ending to that game. Uh, finally, the NFC West, big matchup there with the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers. The Seahawks uh, had a nice 10-point victory there to improve to 6-1. and one. San Francisco, the defending NFC champs, falls to 4-4, four and four, playing 500 football uh, at this point. And you know what? The, the Niners put up 20 points in the fourth quarter, but it was just too little too late uh, for them as Seattle you know what? Seattle's defense worries me a little. Um, they have yet to play the Rams yet, so I haven't seen them in, in, in that regard. But they they seem to be giving up a lot of points. And Seattle's kind of known for defense, but it's just interesting that 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 that's not really their thing anymore. <laughs> it's like they come up with some clutch stops. I'll give them that. But overall, uh, it's definitely not their strong suit. And and they used to be like the staple of their team. Now it's Russell Wilson kind of do everything and uh, they're still scoring some points. They're still scoring some points for sure. And, and lead that division now by a couple games with the Rams losing uh, Arizona's in the mix. We're going to, they had a bye week We'll see what happens there. But, but again, that division is still the best in football. And uh, I'm hoping that my Rams with their bye week next week can get it together. Uh, if anybody was watching the Sunday night football game between the Eagles and the Cowboys, uh, I think you need to, look into some like new hobbies or something. Um, <laughs> ben DiNucci was the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, the third stringer. And you know what? Last year he was uh, taking classes at what, what, what was it? Uh, I can't even remember. Remember the school he went to um, not Sam, Sam Bradford. Uh, anyway, Ben DiNucci was a quarterback for, uh, for uh, James Madison. That's where he went. James Madison college. But anyway, uh, I was thinking to myself, this guy's at James Madison College last year, and he's probably taking classes, uh, you know, whatever. And, I mean, if someone would have told him, hey, man, next year you're going to be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, that's just crazy to think that <laughs> a couple injuries here and there and uh, things like that can happen. So the Eagles won an ugly game. Again, that ugly division, those ugly teams, everything about them is just uh, ugly football. And uh, someone had to win, I guess. The Eagles already have one tie on their schedule, but uh, they they handily beat Dallas uh, Sunday night. I did not watch any of it, really, because I had better things to do. But anyway, that kind of wraps up our NFL uh, breakdown of things. And I got to tell you, now that we've gone through eight weeks, eight weeks, eight, man, say it slower, eight weeks of football uh, to see a lot of teams have played seven games. Most teams have played eight games, half of their schedule. We're really starting to see things shape up uh kansas city and the afc and the afc we'll go through the divisions here afc west they seem to be in the driver's seat uh las vegas uh is playing okay but they're kind of that second tier they you know maybe um get a wild card spot that's probably how that division's going we talked about pittsburgh and baltimore and the afc north it's going to be down to those two teams at the end uh, Cleveland's five and three, but I'm, I'm just not a believer in them. I, I think they're going to lose some, some, uh, games at least probably play uh, no better than 500 in the second half of their schedule. So I don't, I don't know if they make the playoffs or not. I'm going to right here. I'm going to say they probably don't, uh, Tennessee and Indianapolis, both teams in the AFC South at five and two, that's going to be a tight race all the way to the end. The other two teams, Houston and Jacksonville, are honestly irrelevant at one and six. So Indy and Tennessee, I think they both make the playoffs. 
uh, Indianapolis is just kind of quietly going about their business uh, like they did last year. And, and that's just seems to be the way they operate. So uh, that should be a really good race down the stretch uh, in the AFC East Buffalo and Miami. Uh, Buffalo is six and two. Miami is four and three. I think New England's pretty much out of it at two and five. Uh, but anyway, I think Miami uh, makes the playoffs. They get one of the wild card spots. If that is, they don't catch Buffalo. But I do think two of the teams there make the playoffs. So uh, if I'm being honest, I, I think I sit here and I say two teams out of the AFC East, two teams out of the AFC South, uh, two out of the AFC North in Pittsburgh and Baltimore, and only one team out of the AFC West in Kansas City. That's my prediction as we are about halfway through the season now for most teams. Uh, switching over to the NFC, got to start with the NFC West. The Seattle Seahawks continue to win. They're 6-1. and one. The Arizona Cardinals 5-2. and two. Los Angeles Rams 5-3 and three, and the San Francisco 49ers at 4-4. Four and four. Uh, There have been some people talking about that uh, – you know, with the new playoff format, four division winners, and now three wild cards instead of two. Uh, there's talk that probably all three or could be all three wild cards come out of the NFC West. Uh, I don't necessarily think that's going to be true. I think you'll probably get two, probably get two of those teams, but I do think either Arizona, LA, or San Francisco, one of those teams uh, just doesn't quite do enough to get in the playoffs. But I do think you will see three teams from the NFC West getting in the playoffs. I just, at this point of the season, I can't tell you which ones they are because the division is is so good. Um, inconsistent at times with LA and San Francisco, how they play, but I think overall, very good division and uh, from top to bottom. The NFC North, um, I, I still think Green Bay is going to eventually pull away and win that division. Chicago's going to be in the mix really all year. They're, to me, a wild card team. And and not not the greatest of wild card teams by any means, um, but but I do think they will probably get in the mix, probably get in the playoffs as a wild card. Um, but uh, that said, you got to look at the NFC South. Uh, Tampa Bay and and New Orleans are the two teams really there that are going to be fighting for the the top of the division, the division championship. And uh, you know I think. Both of them probably get in, but if both of them get in and three teams from the NFC West get in, well, then someone from the uh, other division that I just mentioned, the NFC North, is, is not getting in. So I think today's game between – or Monday's – excuse me, Sunday's game between uh, Chicago and New Orleans was probably a lot more important than uh, it would seem because, to me, those are the two teams that are going to be fighting for the final playoff spot uh, in uh, late December there. Um, whether New Orleans wins the division or not, whoever the second-place team in, in the, is in the NFC South between Tampa Bay and New Orleans and then the second-place team in the NFC North between Chicago and Green Bay, I think there's only one of those teams that's getting in. And uh, that is, again, of course, if three teams get in from the NFC West. So it's a long way away. It's finally November. we still got eight more weeks of football left. Um, I didn't mention the NFC East, but you guys know that that division is a joke and the Eagles are probably going to win that division with like seven wins. Uh, everyone else uh, might not have seven wins put together. So uh, that's what I, what I make of that division. Um, they will get a playoff spot, which is unfortunate, very unfortunate to the, the teams that play hard and uh, are probably going to fall a little short in the NFC, but Hey, that's life in the big city. 
Um, you want to get in the playoffs uh, out of 16 teams in each uh, conference, you got to be in the top seven. That's just the way it goes or top six. And, and uh, with one of the teams being a division winner from the NFC least, um, that's just how it goes. So those are kind of some of my thoughts on where the standings are right now that we're kind of through the halfway point. I know that some teams have only played seven games, but we go into week nine next week. Um, and then by then everyone will have played eight. So that's kind of how things are right now. Uh, I'm excited that it's November. Finally, things are starting to change the weather and all these different things. The holidays are coming just a really great time of year. And uh, it's never, uh, you can never talk, uh, not, you can never talk too little football. You know what I mean? There's always, or too much football. There's, there's always a place for it. And uh, I know it's a little rush today with some of the uh, uh, recaps and everything, but uh uh, I, I think uh, overall it's a lot of fun to to share my thoughts on what I saw in week eight of the NFL. And I doubt anyone watches this game tonight, but Tampa Bay and the New York Giants. I mean, I don't know who scheduled that or who thought the New York Giants would be a, a good reason to put on Monday Night Football for any point in time. I mean, this isn't the early 90s you know, or late 80s when they were winning Super Bowls. Giants haven't been relevant for a long time, and I have no idea whose idea, who raised their hand in the Monday Night Football ESPN meeting room and said, hey, uh, hey, uh, you know, let's put the Giants on. I mean, that's just a terrible idea. So anyway, uh, we'll take one more, one more quick break before we come back for our farewell, our send-off, and kind of uh, just our final thoughts. So thanks for joining us today, guys. We will be right back. Well, guys, I know I didn't get to a lot of college football talk today, and quite honestly, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Um, kind of some boring games here and there. I mean, Michigan lost to Michigan State. That was kind of uh, important. The best game on paper, anyway, was Ohio State uh, against Penn State. But uh, Ohio State won that uh, by 13 points. And really, the only news in college football was the scare that Boston College gave Clemson. Uh, the uh, Without Trevor Lawrence at the helm of the Tigers, uh, they look to, to be struggling, but they do have that quarterback from Southern California, uh, the modern-day product that uh, is getting some experience, and I think that's good for them in moving forward. But uh, nothing really to write home about over the weekend with the uh, college football talk and conversation. Uh, we will see some Pac-12 football this next weekend, so we'll be sure to dive into that, even though some of their games are at 9 a.m., some of these 9 a.m. kickoffs the Pac-12 is doing because they could put together a... Uh, a schedule on time and everything, but we'll save some of that discussion for later in the week and definitely next week. Uh, big news over the weekend in combat sports. Uh, Anderson Silva fought his last fight uh, and retired from UFC, retired from the octagon. I had no idea he was still fighting, to be honest with you. And on Saturday night when I saw that uh, he was fighting, I was like, man, what, what a career he's had. Uh, and, and uh, to walk away now, I mean, it's really sad to see these fighters retire in the ring. I mean, you see just the emotion and everything, uh, everything go out of it. Um, just, just kind of everything, it just falls right out of them. And, and it's just, uh, it's interesting to see, but uh, congrats to Anderson uh, De Silva uh, on his career. He's a former UFC middleweight champion. He holds the record for the longest title reign in UFC at 2,457 days. Uh, it started in 2006 and ended in 2013. 
uh, and it included a UFC record 16 consecutive victories in that span. So um, to Anderson Silva, great career. Wish you nothing but the best. Uh, you were always fun to watch. Uh, just uh, a true professional and uh, somebody that I think the sport of uh, UFC and mixed martial arts uh, will definitely miss uh, getting up in age at 45 years old. So I think it's probably best that uh, he does step away. But uh, if you have never seen him, operates never seen him work uh in the octagon um then uh definitely check out some of those videos anyway congrats on a great career to anderson silva guys i mentioned that on wednesday our show will consist of bill barnes and i talking late tuesday night watching the the uh, election results and kind of giving our thoughts as they occur and everything and uh that should be a lot of fun so we'll post that episode out pretty early wednesday morning uh just in case bill barnes uh, gets called away another time then uh stay tuned stay tuned and keep an eye out for our social media platform and our social media posts for anything regarding some schedule changes guys thanks again for all the support always great to be with you and and to be talking to you guys i know you listen to this podcast at various times whether it be uh, in in a few weeks or uh, maybe uh, at your lunch break and just kind of piece it together whenever you listen to the podcast thanks for uh really thinking of us and and listening to me ramble on Mondays as I kind of have been doing the past few weeks. But our new format, as I've mentioned many times, is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Hope you enjoyed our episode from last Friday with our guest, Brian McDermott. Uh, Some great conversations there. If you're looking for a few laughs, that's definitely a good episode to go uh, listen to. Uh, Guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you. I know Bill Barnes wants to hear from you guys. Send in those questions, send in those topics. Uh, give us something to talk about specifically uh, regarding the election. If you have some things you want us to discuss, send them in. We're going to be rambling away on Tuesday night for, uh, you know, it, the show might go a couple hours. I don't know. So give us some things to talk about. And if you're sitting around watching the election results yourselves, shoot some messages to us, whether it be through our email or our social media platforms. Uh, Bill and I will definitely check that out and make those part of our show on Wednesday that will be published. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope everyone had a great Halloween. It's good to be back with you for another week as we start a new month here on the Get Home Safe podcast guys it's going to be a lot of fun next time we uh you guys hear our voice we might have an election to uh to discuss or to sort out but we'll see what happens on tuesday happy halloween happy election day and we hope you will join us again on wednesday and friday for this week's episodes on get home safe guys no matter what you're doing whether you're out on the town or rounded third base get home safe Mm -hmm.